Welcome to Chit Chat. Good night, good night, good night. Okay. Tonight, we're going to talk about early intervention. Okay? Early intervention. And what we're going to do when we are ready to leave early intervention. What I would like for everyone to understand is that it is your choice if you choose to put your child in a regular um, kindergarten class. It is your choice if you decide to put your child in a religious school or a private school or what have you. But what I want you to understand is that the best start your child can get in life, in the educational world, is to be where they need to be. So if they need to be in special educational class, I mean, I know it stings, it bites, because, you know, this was um, not your plan, not my plan, but it is what it is. So what I want you to do, if you're a new mom and your child is now in early intervention, I want you to understand that no one is going to force you to put your child in special educational class. Of course, if your child have, um, if your child is not capable of going anywhere but special education class, then that's different. But some of our children probably can pass and go to regular classes. What I want you to understand is it's an injustice to your child if you don't put your child where they are best prepared to learn. What I want you to understand that an environment that is created to prepare your child to one day leave special educational class to a general educational classroom is the best environment for your child to be in. So regardless of how you feel or how I felt, I knew that my child was going to leave early intervention and he was going to go into special educational classroom. And I knew that I was going to let him stay there until it was time for him to go to middle school, right? Junior high school. Because I knew that the special educational classroom would prepare him for any chance that he may need or have to leave general educational classroom. When we do not put our children where they need to be, that they can grow educationally, they will not grow educationally. They will grow, but they will not grow understanding a lot of the things that they would if they were in their right learning environment. Okay? I don't know how to say it any better than your child will not learn unless your child 
is in the right environment. Yes, they will learn some things, but they will not learn as much as they would have if they were in the right environment that they need to be in. And as our children are put in the right environment, I know that some of our children are going to start doing exceptionally well. And this is when some of us get very comfortable, especially when you have other teachers and other professionals in the school, or even when you go to IEP meeting and you know everyone is telling you, oh, you need to move them in the general educational class and you need to do this and you need to do that. Please don't get caught up with all of that. Don't get caught up in all of that. Our children are not prepared to leave a class of 6 or 8 or 12 to a class of 40 or even 35 or even 25. Our children are just not prepared. Okay? There's more things for them to learn besides being in an overcrowded classroom with one teacher and a bunch of noises and things that they have not learned that they are going to be forced to learn quickly or fail. Okay, I think when we leave our children in the correct environment and they are learning to take tests and they're doing fairly well and some of them are doing exceptionally well, it builds confidence. And that's what we want. We want our children to, whenever it's time for them to leave the environment or to stay in the environment, we want them to have so much confidence in themselves that... Um, that no one can really touch their self-esteem. Now, self-esteem has a lot to do with how you feel about yourself. If you're put in a regular classroom and you can't understand 90% of what is being taught, you're not ever passing any class or you're not ever coming close to passing any quiz. You, don't, you, you know, your child is not even close, or my child is not even close to asking the correct questions because they're not understanding anything that's being taught. That's not the right environment. They need to be in a right environment where they are supported, where nothing that they ask is a surprise, and nothing that they need is too much. So whenever you start thinking about moving your children, I want you to start thinking first, is my child prepared? Is my child prepared to be in a classroom with children with no disability? Is my child prepared to be in a classroom that everyone is being taught on the same level and at the same speed? Now, if you can be honest with yourself, and say no, then that's fine. But if you are going to listen to the teachers or your, even, your, even your pride or your ego in where your child is placed, there are going to be issues, if not, if not now, there will be issues as your child gets older. Because I was a PTA president for a while, and I was the vice president for a while, and I was the secretary for PTA, the association, um, for a while. And I noticed that when a child is placed 
in a wrong environment, it's not that the teacher don't teach that child, but she really don't have much hope in this child understanding anything. She doesn't have a lot of hope because the child really is lost. The child is in the wrong environment. So she does teach the child, but the emphasis on this child passing, she already knows it's impossible. We don't want to put our children um, in that situation, okay? What we want to do is when our children leave early intervention, they are put or they are placed where they need to be. All right? All of our children are at different levels, okay? And once they enter early intervention, these levels will be separated some, some sort, and they'll be put in their group, okay? So some of our children, when they leave early intervention, they'll be learning life skills. Some of our children, when they leave early intervention, they will go right away into the community school, and they'll be in special educational classroom where they belong. Now, again, I'm not telling you what to do or what you shouldn't do, but what I'm telling you is if you read any, any research or anything on where children with disability grow better after leaving early intervention, I guarantee you it will say, in a special educational classroom. It is up to you as a parent to understand that unfortunately, sometimes, just like our children, we're telling them as they get older they're beautiful, they are wonderful, and all of this good stuff. We, in turn, have to tell ourselves that Special education is wonderful because I'm going to be there and I'm going to make sure it's wonderful. Special education is going to let my child to become independent, whatever that independent is, it is. But we need to start telling ourselves the same things that we tell our children. They're in a beautiful classroom. If the teacher and you don't get along, you got to come to some kind of um, agreement within yourself because we can't leave our children with people we don't like. And if you have no choice because that's who you're going to have to leave your child with, then you're going to have to come to an agreement within yourself and say, you know what it is? This person that I'm leaving with this person is too important to me for me not to try some kind of intervention within me to get along with this person even if it's just for the semester. You may never talk back to this person again when you see them, but just for the semester while your child is there. Okay? What you can do in special educational class, from day one, ask that teacher to start giving your child the same work the peers are getting in general educational classroom. Try that. This way, you will feel as if your child is getting all the support that they need in the world, but at the same time, they're doing the same work that they're doing, if they're capable of doing it. 
their peers are doing in general educational classroom. We can't put a lot of emphasis on where we would like our children to be. We cannot put a lot on where we don't want them to be. We can't put any of these things on them. What we have to always do is take ourselves out of it and only think of what is good for our children. I know it, it's hard because um, this is not what our idea was or what we wanted, but is what we had. So it means that everything that our thought was or our mind was coming from ed- early intervention, we're just going to have to remodel all of our thoughts. Depending on how the level of disability your child is working with and you're working with, okay, you love basketball, your other children play basketball, or this is your first child, guess what? It's a, it's a, it's a big chance your child won't play basketball. doesn't mean that you should stop liking basketball. It doesn't mean that you shouldn't introduce him to basketball because maybe he can bounce the ball. So maybe you can go to the park and just let him bounce the ball. If that's where he is, that's where he is. But we have to start from early intervention Start, you know, there's things that we do because we have no choice. And some of us have no choice but to put our children in early intervention. But early intervention is not just for your children. Early intervention is also for you. It is for you to start learning and coping with the things that you never receive. I'm the same way. The things we never receive, okay? We, we never received that boy that is going to be on the basketball team. We never received that boy that's going to be on the track team. We didn't receive that boy that um, that is going to drive a car, you know, when he's 16. We didn't get the child that, let's just say, we didn't get the child that's going to be the surgeon that is going to be on the People's Magazine, Okay. We didn't get that young lady, that daughter, that is going to be the top model all over the world. What we got was our children. You got yours, and I got mine. What we make of the time in between them becoming adults is very important. So early intervention is for us to kind of like get rid of that ego that we had about what we think we should get and what we want, right? Early intervention is also for us to just breathe, cry, do whatever you want to do, and accept different things. Because our children might have needed um, early intervention because they their speech was delayed, right, like my son. And I thought that was all that was the problem. And then he get into early intervention, and, of course, they're going to do so many evaluation and assessment and all of that good stuff, right? And, and at the end of the day, he had issues with small um, motor skill. He was a little weak in the trunk from waist down. I mean, it, it, I mean, stuff was just coming out, out of left from, you know, from the left to the right, 
you know, north, south, whatever. Okay, all these different things that, you know, that wasn't right. I'm not even going to say that was wrong <laughs> with them. That wasn't right with them. I had to accept. Was it hard? Yes, because, I mean, I thought we was just going to do our speech thing and just, you know, keep it moving and, you know, we'll be, you know, that would be it. But no, we had speech. We had PT. We had, um, you know, speech and PT. We had occupation therapy. I mean, come on. I went in for one thing. I went in for one thing. And I'm the and, and we're the one that that caught it that he was stopped saying words and letters and accent for stuff verbally. And then when I left when I got into early intervention, I had to I had to accept and be humble with the different things that I am now going to have to add to the list of who my child is. So what I want everyone that is listening to understand that early intervention is a place for our children, but it's also a place for us to decide the journey we're going to take with our children. But some of us, The journey will be a little longer, a little rougher than others. But nevertheless, it's going to be a journey. So um, buckle up. If you're getting ready to go to early intervention, put down your pride a little bit. Put down that pride of my child shouldn't be here and we're not going to be here for a while. And pick up being more humble than you ever think you could be. Because you're going to need it. I needed it and I still need it. Always, every time your child enter a new phase, enter that phase with your child. It makes it easier for me. And I'm going to extend that to all you caregivers and parents. I'm going to I'm going to extend that to you. Okay? That way you're not looking from the outside. When you're on the inside, you only see what is important. You ever notice that? When you're on the inside, you see the things that are important. You see the things that you need to do. When you're on the outside, sometimes you see too much. And sometimes it's not even the good stuff that you're seeing. Okay, so we, we don't need to see all of that other stuff that everyone else is going to see. We need to see the good stuff. So put yourself in every grade your child enters. Your child enters early intervention, then that's where you need to be. You're going to put yourself into early intervention. Okay, what do I mean? You're going to ask the teachers everything, and you're going to mimic everything at home. Don't worry about what people think and what people say. Don't worry about that. Do your own thing. Become your child's teacher at home because you're going to be the only teacher that will stay with this child for the rest of your life. Your child goes to second grade, 
then you go to second grade. Whatever book your child reads, you read that book that you can ask your child, well, what was this book about? What was the main, what was the main person they were talking about? Do you remember the name? That way, your child will learn to think. Your child will learn to challenge his or herself to be in the moment of what is being said. Even if you have to repeat it a million times, it is okay. As your child gets older, put yourself in every classroom that there are mentally. Your child gets home, the first thing you do is ask your child, how was their day? I know for a lot of people, they never miss asking their spouse or their significant other, how was their day? But with their children, they may ask it, but they don't stay long enough to know everything about the day. What I want you to do is... Even if your children are old enough and they're way past early intervention, what I want you to start doing, if you're not doing it already, is you ask, how was your day? And you allow this child to tell you all about their day. That way, you can become a part of that day. When we become a part of our children's day, it allows us to be more in tune with the things that they struggle with and the things that they are wonderful at. And then we somehow don't even worry about the what we don't have. What we start appreciating is this unconditional love and admiration that we have for this child. At least I do, because I know that a lot of student in my son's class or in the school, they're not getting they're not getting pulled for PT, they're not getting pulled for speech, they're not getting pulled for occupation therapy, they're not getting pulled for anything. They're not get well in high school they get counseling regardless. If they're special if they have an IP they get counseling. Because of course it's not a special school. So they want to always know how they're doing you know, mentally with, you know, with taking all the different classes and, of course, the um, all the different policies where, you know, we would like for you to get an 80. And, I mean, you know, you you know you can go on probation and it just in a slip, in a slide. So they'll get, they get counseling. But what I'm saying is for you, put yourself out there in your child's world. This way, as your child gets older and you're looking to the left and you notice that Jonathan over there got his driver's license and Mary over here, you know, she's on the swimming team. And this one over here is on the basketball team. And this one over there is over there doing this. This way, you can always look at your child and you can always admire with all of this, this child is still doing their best. Because I'm going to tell you, I say this all the time, my son may never play basketball, but he'll be the best 
motivator for any friend he has that's on that team. My son may never play basketball as in being on a team, but I guarantee you my son can tutor someone on that team that they won't get kicked off that team. <laughs> so my son may never play basketball physically because, of course, he's still taking PT, you know, because he has an issue with the strength. He's very strong as far as he can walk blocks. He walks three blocks perfectly. No cane, no anything. But it is what it is. Okay? What we can't see with our own vision and our own eyes, the professional sees it. So they feel that he still needs it because he has some weakness. So be it. But the thing is, I do not look at anything else. And I learned that from early intervention. I don't look at anything else because you know why? Because my son is great in his own way. He's great in his own way. It takes him sometimes three, four hours to do all of his homework. At the end of the day, when he, when he emails everything, it doesn't matter how long it takes. He already have learned how to challenge himself because this is how his world is going to be. Right? So... Look at your children with the eyes of just pure admiring the fact that with everything that they go through, they still, are, they still end up where they need to be. And even if they don't end up where they need to be, they are strong. And they're doing things that their peers without disability are unable and incapable of doing. Sometimes even when they're just hanging on, right? So as a parent, just go into every grade your child go. Don't look to the left. Don't look to the right. Just focus on your child. When we're inside, we, we see what's inside and we do what's inside. When we start pulling ourselves out and we're not paying attention and we are so busy looking at everybody else's business and how great their children are, we miss a lot of greatness that our children are doing right in front of us, all right? So my night tonight is just to let you know, when your child leaves early intervention, be humble enough to understand where they really will grow. I mean, you can put them wherever you want to put them, but just be humble within yourself enough to know where your child will grow educationally, mentally, cognitively, and emotionally. Okay? Be humble enough. As they start to go more into school, our pride will tell us where, remind us all the time where and why. I want you to stay humble. If you're not already there, try your best. Stay humble and understand that our ride is a ride. Our journey is our journey. We'll pass each other and we'll wave. But that's all we can do is wave because we're in a hurry. we got to continue our own journey. Would anyone tell me? I would never, if someone had sat me down and told me that my son would have been independent enough to travel anywhere he wanted to on his own. Never in a million years.
and he's doing it. Never in a million years. Not that I didn't want him to, but want him to and the fact that he's doing it is two different things. Does he have his little quirks? Of course he does. Of course he does. Of course he does. Does he stem? Yes, he does. But he does it mostly at home. Right? And then you know what? That's where he should do it. Because that's where you get to remove all your stress. And you don't have to pick them up. Because there's nothing in this environment to stress you. You're home. Right? You're home. So whatever you want to get off you and get out of you, home is the best place for you to do it. Because you're in a comfortable, safe environment. So I want to tell you all, good night. Take care of your household. Take care of yourself. Always think and think and think before you make any decisions about school or any important decision that will have long-term benefits or not, okay? So good night and good night. Take care of yourself. Take care of your children. Take care of your household.